All right, so this is officially the first episode of Balcony Thoughts, the podcast. It's just what I'm... No, that's the name of it. Um, It's going to be less of a podcast and more like an audio diary is a better uh, explanation of it. It's just going to be my thoughts on any given thing. Um, I want to do multiple times a week, but also I'll do it... I'll do at least once a week and I'll have a day that I do it at least on. But if I feel as though I need to do more, because these are going to be like really short, only about uh, 30 minutes at a time, if that, because I'm not going to do the thing where everyone has like a super long podcast for no reason. Like who's listening to that shit? I want it to be concise. I want it to be um, digestible. And also, I'm, I don't have like thoughts that I'm going to linger on. And since it's just me doing this dolo right now, it's really nothing crazy for me to talk about so one thing that caught my eye this week was Naomi Osaka and the shit that she was going through with the French Open she um decided to step down because she wasn't cool with like the press that she was having to do and that's an issue with I'm guessing uh other athletes that also have to do press because as a professional athlete I guess you're contractually obligated to answer the press otherwise you get fined which seems like bullshit to me I I really see no reason that they have to go and talk and answer questions after they just competed or before they compete you know it's just really ridiculous and it doesn't serve any purpose like sometimes you don't want to know about how your favorite superstar is like they make good content or they perform on a court really well but outside of the court or outside of the content that they make, they could be an asshole, they could be a jerk, and then you learn that about them, and it's like, wow, you just really ruined this game for me. Like, I can't sit here and enjoy you hitting these tennis balls, or I can't enjoy you scoring this basketball shot, but I, because I know that you're a dick, and it it fucks people up on the inside. So why they're contractually obligated to have these conversations, I honestly don't know. But I saw that another tennis star had stepped down in support of her. So hopefully this sparks a change in that. And it allows other athletes to not have to be that. Hopefully it makes a change, but it probably won't. You know, the athlete game, it's um, real fucked up. You know, even with the college sports things, everybody knows that it's a scam that people are getting robbed and it's still going on. And certain practices within the professional sports genre, it's still being allowed because the people that are in charge just simply don't give a fuck. So unless enough people make a fuss about this, um, nothing is going to happen. But I hope that she's doing okay. And the fact that she has people that are standing in solidarity with her really matters because when you do so, I mean, she didn't really ask for anybody to do that. The whole main reason that she stepped down is because she had missed uh, a few interviews and she was like, yo, I'm not trying to make this about me. I just don't like doing this shit because it fucks with my anxiety. So I ain't even going to participate there. That's y'all story. Leave me alone. But, you know, it's nice to for people to come and support the decisions that you make. I just thought that that was interesting and I thought that that was um, worth talking about. Movie theaters are opening back up. So that's um, pretty interesting. I went to go see The Quiet Place 2 last week. That shit was fire. It really was. Uh, it wasn't that much people in the theaters, but considering the time that I went, uh, I'm not surprised. But I don't know. That one, it was like a, uh, you reserve your seat on the app, and then you get to pick where you sit. I'm not exactly sure how they do the whole seating thing when it comes to 
COVID and all that and uh, keeping people safe and protected. But, you know, we'll see how it goes moving forward. But I'm glad to see that they're opening back up. And uh, it's nice to see different things open back up. And it allows you to do more things. You know, it's, it, it, people miss being back outside. And I thought I wasn't going to miss it. But, like, I, I've been going out riding my bike more and you know, just being outside more. And honestly, it is something to just being out there, getting air. And even if you're not interacting with the people, just being around them, it, it it's just a feeling that's indescribable, you know. It's just that sense of, yo, we're all out here. I don't know what it is. It's just the human being's nature to just want to be around people, to want to be out, you know. You want to just just move and mingle and stuff like that so it, it, i don't know uh long story long um i really like to to see that things are opening back up see this is why this shit is going to be short because i don't take notes so i don't exactly know what exactly i was going to be talking about i i lost my train of thought and i constantly do that which is a problem that I'm trying to fix. It's funny in certain circumstances. Like, I'm able to detach myself from any situation and be like, oh, you know, that was funny that I did this. But also at the same time, I don't want to continue this <laughs> because I don't want to end up where I have Alzheimer's, not Alzheimer's, but like I have severe memory loss when I'm older. So I want to strengthen my memory now. I, I, it, it's pretty strong. I'm not going to say it's weak, but it's like sometimes. I just lose everything that I'm about to say. Like I'm having a perfectly good conversation with somebody and then all of a sudden it's just brain fart and pause. And I, I forget what we were just talking about. I forget what I was about to talk about and my brain just stops. And that kind of terrifies me, you know, because if you see signs like that at what, 26, how exactly fucked up am I going to be in the head later on at 50, 60, 70 years old? It's just those things you got to look out for, you know, like like you take care of your body and shit. Oh, my God, I busted my knee uh, a couple weeks ago. That shit fucking hurt. It's better now, but in the long run, I don't know how that's going to affect me. And I don't know why, but I recently have been thinking about, like, what happens to me in the long run, you know, as as a human. Like, how how is life going to be for me in the long run if I'm not taking care of myself, right? Because now life expectancy is up, I guess, for the average individual. So now you get to think about stuff like this. So before, people didn't give a fuck about um, in the long run because people wasn't just living long. But now we are. Now we're getting to these points where we're living to be 80 and 90 years old. And you're not like being old and decrepit when you're that old. You're actually thriving you're able to be mobile you're able to live and not just survive so it's like yeah I don't know I just I've just been thinking about that a lot that and my mortality it may have something to do with my grandma passing recently I'm not exactly sure I didn't think it affected me at all but maybe it did in some unconscious way and I'm just now uncovering it uh, so that'd be interesting to discover you know, it's fun learning about yourself and it's fun learning about the unconscious things that you do and breaking them down and trying to stop you from doing those uh, unconscious things. You know, it's not necessarily that they're bad things that you do. Sometimes they could be considered bad, but I, I like to use the term healthy and unhealthy. Um, it's just 
certain habits that you didn't notice that you have. And when you start to notice these things, it's like, oh, okay, I didn't know that I act like this, or I didn't know that I act like that. I should pay attention more to myself. I should pay attention more to what I'm doing and how I behave. It's just one of those things that if you just live life normally, and by normally, I mean um, if you live life according to the way that maybe it was the norm uh like 30 years ago, you uh, go to school, you as a kid, you go to school, you hang out with your friends, you have fun, then you get a job, you work, you have kids, and then you die. If you live by that, it, it's really not any room for any type of thought processing, like what I just described. It's it, it, You really don't ever get the time to stop and think about that. And I'm glad that I growing up in this generation. I'm glad I was born the time that I was born. You know, it, it's a little bit of a mix of both. I was able to see before the internet and technology really took over everything. And I'm able to be young enough to appreciate everything that's happening with technology and all that. And speaking of technology, uh, TikTok, I, I saw a TikTok that was like super fucking meta. Uh, I want to say TikTok has evolved like a lot from the days of it being musically it has really fucking evolved look this is how old i sound i'm like oh it used to be musically back in my day we was on fine but uh, tiktok is great i sometimes people shit on it sometimes people pick it up i it's good in my book and it's going to be here for a very long time i know uh some people might have been like oh is tiktok gonna last is, does it have sustainability i mean the shit is just fun and it's showing how we're digesting things now for the I'll call it ADHD era, but I don't know if that's a proper term that I should probably be using, but I'll say it right now just for the sake of it. It, We we live in an ADHD era where, like, it's hard to keep your attention on anything, so TikTok being these small bites of, like, entertainment and instant gratification, it's going to be around for a long time, and damn, now I'm thinking about, like, the long-term effects of that. Like, what is the long-term effect of constantly getting instant gratification, you know, as far as entertainment wise, like your uh, whatever part of your brain that gives you that feel good feeling constantly on and you're on TikTok and then it's formulated in its way where it's constantly giving you what you want to see. It's constantly giving you things that you like and they're so small and digestible. It's like there's no downtime in the entertainment. There's no downtime in it for you to feel different emotions. It's just always on, always on, always on, always on. Is that good? I'm not a doctor or anything. I'm not a psychologist, but that can't possibly be good to always have that part of your brain on. I don't know. Is there like a limit to how much you can have? Like, do we have a happiness limit? That's, that's an interesting question. Do we have a happiness limit? Do we have an anger limit? Does our happiness refill Does our anger refill? Does our sadness refill? Do we have a limit to our emotions? Yo, that's a deep-ass question. A limit to emotions. Could you imagine? Like, what if there was a limit to emotions, though? Like, what if there was a limit to how much you physically could be sad? Like, you're sad for a certain amount of time, and you just, you drain your sad meter. 
like like in a video game you drain your sad meter and then you have to wait for it to recharge so you want to be sad but you can't so you have to be happy what how fucking cool would that be but no i wonder how that affects you i want maybe it could be good because you know being sad and stuff all the time does it negatively affect you i don't I don't know. And I've been depressed for a very long time, and I don't know if I would say it's negatively affected me. Um, well, I mean, technically it has, but I'm doing the work to break out of that cycle, so it hasn't affected me to the point where I can't come back from it. So it's interesting. So uh, that's something to think about. Like, it's constantly having that part, that satisfaction part of your brain on a good thing. Like, can you drain it? We've never existed in a time where that part of your brain could potentially be on. All of human history has come down to this point to where though we are at that point where you could always have that portion of your brain on. No matter what is happening in your life, you can go to TikTok and see some shit that is going to make you happy. That people cultivate to just activate that part of your brain that releases the chemicals that make you happy. That is one to think about. But I really got off topic with that. I was just saying um, TikTok is real meta now with certain things. And the creativity is um, beautiful on there. And I, I was looking at the video and I'm, I'm thinking like, how the fuck do they do this? Right? But it, it's pretty simple. And if I wanted to, I could figure out how they made the TikTok. But it's like, I'd rather not. You know, wanting to, that curiosity of not knowing how something is done but wanting to understand how it's done, it it kind of adds an extra layer, you know? I mean, not only me wrong, there is a layer of appreciation that comes with understanding the background and basics of something. Like, I'm, I'm trying to teach myself to draw, right? And by trying, I mean, I'm looking up how to draw videos and I'm not actually practicing, which I probably should be because I really want to draw. But, so I'm learning how to draw, right? And... Essentially, uh, like having your own unique drawing style when it comes to certain things, it's basically just your lazy tendencies and muscle memory that come together and it, uh, like, that's just, that's what your art style would be. So like your lazy tendencies and muscle memory, that's really all it is. So one way that someone said that you could learn to draw is like you trace over different figures it, when like drawing like uh, figures and people and stuff. So you could trace over figures, right? But not necessarily trace over them, but like find the shapes within the figures that you're drawing. I, did, I think that was a spider. Fucking die, man. Okay, so you find a space with... Die! You find a space. I mean, you, you find the shapes within the, um, the figures. And by constantly doing that, you develop a muscle memory for how to draw something. Like how... This is supposed to be shaped how it's supposed to be um, angled, you know, and that that stays on you and that and constantly doing that, constantly practicing at that is how you become better at drawing, you know, that that muscle memory. So knowing that it adds another layer to my understanding of art skills and it makes me appreciate it more and it just makes me more infatuated by it. But also, it's like, uh, so that would be the aspect of, I guess, um, what the fuck did I just say? 
appreciating something by understanding how it works, but also uh, like a magic trick. Sometimes you want to know how the magic trick works, but then once it's explained to you, sometimes it's like, oh shit, that's pretty cool. I know how it works. And other times it's like, oh wow, that's a, a lot lamer than I actually thought it was. That's actually fucking corny. I'm, I'm cool on that. So, you know, it works both ways. And with me and TikTok, I was like, I could learn how to make these videos. I could learn how they're made. And sure, I would have some level of appreciation, but no, nah, I don't think I want to. <laughs> I don't think I will. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I guess that's all I have for today. Um, so I'm going to try to be consistent with releasing these. Again, it's going to be like once a week. Not once a week. I don't want to make it just once a week, but it'll be as I see fit. And again, it's, and I don't want to make it about like topical conversation. I mean, sure, there will be topical conversation in there. And technically, all of it would be topical because it would be of my mind state at that certain period of time. So that's just something to think about. But yeah, overall, um, I think this was a pretty good sesh. And uh, until next time.